The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. I remember from our last two episodes that cardio and high-intensity training, they almost had an opposite effect on your blood sugars. What does resistance, what kind of effect does that have on your blood sugars? So usually you will see a spike. So you could go into the gym, your blood sugar could be stable. You could have not have any carbohydrate in the past two, three hours, really, that's going to have an impact. And you're walking into the gym, you're like, oh, my blood sugars are perfect. I'm ready to start training. I'm really looking forward to this. Mm. And then half an hour in, you check your blood sugar. And it's spiked. And you're like, what is going on? I've, do- I've done everything that I need to do to keep it steady. What's going on? That is because the activity and the exercise that you're actually doing while resistance training is going to cause your blood sugar to spike more often than not. So obviously on my, on my podcast, I'm going to speak about my own experience. So when I am in the gym, I will likely see a spike in my blood sugar as a result of resistance training. Now that is caused by the fact that when we are doing these exercises, it's a stressful activity for our body. So when our body is under stress like that, it essentially activates specific stress hormones to be released, which are adrenaline and cortisol. And as we know from, I think we did a a stress episode, didn't we? As we know from a previous stress episode, if you haven't listened yet, go, go back and listen. Those stress hormones will basically tell your liver to release glucose. So it's, it's that adrenaline, it's that stress. It's essentially a similar response to the fight or flight response of these are my stress hormones, this is what's happening. Your liver saying, here's more glucose for energy. So will you generally then, when you're starting resistance training, will you go in slightly low to counteract this or how do you go about it? So what I do, and I suppose before the gyms closed the last time, I had such a perfect morning routine because vast majority of the time, based on my nighttime routine, I will wake up with steady blood sugars. So I get up, I don't have any food. I might have 
a small cup of coffee or something before I go to the gym and my bloods will be in range. Now, what I mean by them being in range is they will be between four and eight. So for me personally, I don't have the same amount of preparation for going out for a run, doing cardio than I would with resistance training because I'm not going to see that dramatic drop of my blood sugars while I'm resistance training compared to if I was going out for a longer run. So what I'll do is say I go to the gym and my blood sugar is, I don't know, seven. What's seven by? So seven millimoles is what we do in Europe. That would be 126 in the States. Be great if it just had a consistent across both, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know. (laughs) They need to change that. <laughs> but who wins? Annoying. The state yeah. or the Europeans? What's it going to be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so look, I go into the I go into the gym at seven. I'm expecting from previous experience my blood sugar to rise to eight, nine, ten. Okay, I do not react to that eight, nine, or ten because I'm expecting it from my previous experience, and I know that part of my morning routine is after the gym. I will go out for a run, yeah. which will bring my blood sugar naturally back down. Jeez, you had a perfect, didn't you? Perfect. Oh. Perfect, right? <laughs> that, was, that was bang on. And you'd go in, you wouldn't be eating. You know, sorry, you wouldn't be. You had a coffee or something beforehand. Mm. And then you'd right. eat after it, your run. It was so you had a perfect. Perfect. Oh, absolutely God. perfect. And then the gym's closed and it's too cold to train with weights out in the garden that early. Yeah. And I don't want to put the weights through the floor in the house. <laughs> you know. So you were in the position where you got to do your training in the morning and you had it knocked off. But maybe somebody listening isn't able to do their workouts in the morning time and they've had a whole day before they can get their workout in. What would you say to them in terms of preparation that they would have had their breakfast and their lunch, maybe even their dinner? What would you say to them? So much like we were talking about with the cardio episode, it's all about what to expect from your workout. So the first thing you need to do is decide what your workout is going like what it's going to be. What are you going to be doing when you get to the gym? Because if you know that, then you can work back and say, mm, okay, from my experience, this type of exercise would generally lead to a higher or low blood sugar. So more often than not, if you decide, I'm going to do weights or I'm going to do resistance training, you will probably see your blood sugar spike slightly. And if it doesn't spike slightly, it would probably not spike at all. Now, there's a few people that are listening. They're probably like, my blood sugar drops when I do resistance training. As we all know, diabetes can be completely different for all types of people. But generally, your blood sugar is going to spike if you do resistance training. So for somebody that has been through their day, And they're looking to, they're kind of thinking, "Hmm, how do I prepare for this session? Decide what you want to do and then work back. Always ensure that your blood sugars are within range when you start a workout. Don't, you never want to be too low because the risk of going low is just something that you don't want to worry about, right? Because lows are more dangerous than highs. So absolutely ensure that your, your blood sugars are stable going in. And make sure you have your insulin, say glucose tablets or glucose drinks, and an additional carb source just in case things go south quickly. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulin Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.